0: Hello everyone, welcome back. Good day, mates. Yes, we still have a podcast. Whew. It's been a minute. Sure. We thought we would hit episode 100 like in March sometime.
1: The people have been clamoring. Here we clamoring are, clamoring for more.
0: Here we are in June. Yep. Uh, it's, it's been a it's been a rough few months.
1: Catch me up on you, babe. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you.
0: Oh, um, cheers to remembering hopefully remembering how to podcast sure the baby's asleep we're drinking wine
1: you've already had a few
0: you didn't even realize that i already had a few
1: sunday night drinking
0: happy father's day thank you to all the fathers out there and father figures uh this was part of your father's day request was to podcast again kind of you've been asking for a few weeks
1: sure we can we can count that as a gift
0: The other gift was um, another thing that was like, is that a gift? Is that like I cleaned the bathrooms after a while? Right. Was getting to be a little bit of like a health hazard, (laughs) the level of filth.
1: Especially since I work from home. Yeah. What if HR had come into the home and OSHA had been like, no. Yeah. You have to go back in the office.
0: (laughs) You might get some sort of black mold from your own bathroom. It's in your
1: best interest to get back to the office. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyways, here we are. We're here. We actually had a pretty good day summertime very rainy
1: so we're gonna have like a catch-up episode
0: yeah i feel like we always end up doing these after we've Heather's been away brought out for a like minute. a middle
1: school five-star notebook I here literally
0: stole this from my job at a middle school my Former old job. job yes
1: you need a separate podcast for <sighs> teaching and pedagogy and all sorts of things i think babe. i would
0: have gotten fired a lot earlier than i did if had someone I had, had, had that found that podcast. your podcast yeah oh. if someone had found this podcast probably but
1: yeah we're all we're all living on the edge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much the, the listeners care about my job situation. Not a lot, I don't okay. think. I would just use it as an excuse for the reason we've been away for so long. Is that This end of the year was tough, and I kind of forgot all of my hobbies in the past few months. Mm-hmm. I was really just focusing on surviving through the end of the school year you made it i'm just limping literally limping literally crawling. she was limping
1: the last week
0: uh many injuries illnesses between me and you and the baby Yep.
1: Yeah. i was sick
0: weren't you sick mm. was it just me
1: no lyme disease this year at least oh, i forgot to put out the ant trap
0: i was looking i just saw that as we're well we're so homey such suburbanites now
1: So, in terms of the podcast, though, we've got a plan. We've got got a loose agenda for tonight. We've got episodes planned out.
0: We actually have three uh, episodes that we're, like, ready to do in the near future. Mm. And another, like, three, like, half episodes. We might have to
1: record remotely if we're traveling.
0: In front of our family?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Special guests?
0: I don't know about that. Okay. We'll have to think about that. Mm. Um we'll see
1: if we get advertisers you gotta
0: pack up this this microphone if we get advertisers there's space in the car We
1: have to provide content we are the product
0: (laughs) um hopefully soon we'll have some exciting news we can share about some of your Mm. projects
1: lips are sealed right now though
0: um zip that was me throwing away away the key um, Although a zipper, I didn't put a lock on it. A zipper <laughs> doesn't usually have a key. You're supposed to turn Typically it. Typically
1: not. That would make. You're supposed to Raincoats <laughs> and sweatshirts. <laughs> and quite.
0: You're supposed to. Well, I'm like mixing my visual metaphors now. You now I you've always moved mix my my verbal metaphors. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to lock it and then toss the key or use zip it. You don't do both. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I'll
1: go get my notes while you work through that.
0: Um. So this is an episode 98. You said.
1: Uh, 98 or 99? I
0: think it's 98. 98. Because I remember back in March being like, can we do three between now and spring break? Yeah, we should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then just like, no, everything got harder towards the end of the school right. year. Last
1: thing we talked about was Last Black Man in San Francisco. Great movie, wish we had seen it earlier. Shut up. <laughs> and such a fun age.
0: Yeah. So we should really be doing a similar episode today because yesterday was Juneteenth.
1: It was. What's your overall thoughts and feelings about the holidayization of it?
0: I Hmm. think... I think I see some merit in that if it makes people who had not heard of it before. Because, like, you know how things are with your bubble.
1: Oh, not until I I watched Atlanta did Donald Glover introduce... I thought he made up Juneteenth. I thought it was a made-up thing.
0: Yeah, so I think for we kind of forget sometimes that like a lot of america does not has not heard of a lot of these things mm-hmm. i mean we grew up in a very white area so it's I like
1: say as we learned at our first uh patio dinner last night there are people who travel to the south for the plantation experience so there are yeah and you so- didn't
0: know that i knew that at least
1: i knew that they had i knew that it was a wedding destination for a lot of people i i just kind of hoped that it wasn't a tourist destination yeah, for like family like vacation history
0: tour Ugh. um so I think it has merit in that a lot of people that might not have had black people in their lives to, right. to tell them about Juneteenth or have seen it on, they don't consume the right type of media that they would learn about it. Yeah. It will make them go, what the hell is Juneteenth? And like mm-hmm. Google it. So I would hope that it like sheds, uh, it, it attracts, I don't know how to put it. Um, it makes people get educated about it. Yeah. Because if all of a sudden their company is saying you have Juneteenth off. Maybe the company educates them, or maybe they they think to look it up. However, mm. I don't think white people should have the day off.
1: That was my that was my uh, my hot take last year was that uh, people who it's relevant for should be allowed to have that day excused, just as you would for a a Jewish person who says it's this is one of my religion, high religion, but yeah, high holidays. I'm well, I'm equating it at that point culturally, I yeah. suppose. Um,
0: because yeah, like if we wanted to go to like the St. Paul Juneteenth like public celebration, mm-hmm. we could celebrate that way if sure. we're going to like do it in a good faith way. Yeah,
1: same for me. With uh, if you get rid of Columbus Day and, and call it Indigenous Peoples Day, give those people a day off. If you're trying to. If you're trying to honor them, let those people be the the people to enjoy a holiday. Don't just make it a long weekend to improve business. I
0: feel like it should be more like like some companies observe Martin Luther King Jr. Day by having it be a day of service. So if mm. you want to do a service day, you can have the day off. Otherwise, you can work. And I right. kind of feel like it should be similar to that where it's like if you would like to go and like educate yourself or like Donate money or go do service whoever, to a community. That I think
1: whichever president or whoever uh, got rid of Memorial Day being on May thirtieth, which is personal to me because of birthday reasons, and said it needs to be a Monday holiday to kick off summer. I feel like that was the beginning of the end of federal holidays. You're admitting that it's purely to create a long weekend to create some sort of image of a, yeah. And I have I've converted you now to team get rid of Fourth of July. You're looking for a replacement.
0: Yeah, last year
1: we had a great it episode. Did
0: not feel right. I had
1: a great rant uh, about previous
0: that. years. I was kind of like, well, like things aren't perfect with America, but it's a good it's a good excuse to have a themed party. Sure. And last year I was just like, fuck no, I am not mm. celebrating our country right now. When so many Rewatching people are just Hamilton so
1: blind in in the in a different <sighs> decade, that was. Whew.
0: Yeah. So uh, I don't feel like juneteenth is ours to celebrate it feels very appropriationy to celebrate juneteenth Mm. um in in a celebratory way if we want to like you know educate ourselves or watch a movie or like i said if we wanted to go to something put on by members of that community that would be one thing but um i don't feel right celebrating july 4th either so i don't know um the biggest thing that i saw the biggest criticism of it that i saw was flag
1: day is that better
0: Think so. It's not all just about like pledge allegiance to the flag. Like mm. other countries think that's so fucked up that we do that that our kids have to learn that. Um, I mean, the Juneteenth thing, Juneteenth thing this year was just like such a slap in the face. It felt like because they're like trying to ban critical race theory, even though people don't even know what the fuck that is. Mm. They're trying to ban you from teaching that in schools, but they're saying we're going to make this a holiday. People were saying it's the first holiday teachers will legally not be allowed to tell their kids what the holiday is. Yeah and so it's and with the voters rights issues and things yeah. it's like they just want to like slap a pretty label on it and right. make it look like progress and not do anything that would actually have any consequences for anybody
1: yeah and also same as calling it Martin Luther King Day
0: also when you look at the demographics of like the office workers who will have the day off hmm. and the like essential workers and service workers that will still have to work it's majority white people that would have the day off and majority black and brown and latinx whatever right. folks that would have to work anyways if they work at like a fast food place or retail or something
1: capitalism babe
0: it's the worst it's the root of all of our problems
1: well then that was an interesting welcome back to the podcast <laughs> we are just as jovial as ever do you have any good news or bad news oh fuck
0: um
1: i we've been off for like three months i, th- I would say my good news and bad news are
0: probably really not relevant anymore
1: so the number one thing I kept on my notes for the last three months was two words, "homeward bound."
0: What about it?
1: Remember, we watched the trailer for like the original "Homeward Bound" and how scarring that was.
0: Yes. Yeah. I do remember that.
1: Was it on a streaming service? I forget. It was
0: like on Disney Plus. They yeah, were like, it was like a Disney commercial Plus. advertising it.
1: It was like sort of the same plot, but really not at all. And there was a man, an old man, did the animals not talk? It was very disturbing.
0: Old man, like, just left the animals and dropped them off in the mountains or something? Yeah, But he left them on purpose and, like...
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. It was creepy. Credit
1: to whatever screenwriter took that and was like, we're going to turn this into a family classic. Yeah. Well done.
0: I mean i was going to relate to the movie we watched last night i haven't seen the original but i assume the original is decently different i already forget what we You already forgot you have two sips of wine and you have memory loss
1: last night we watched yeah yeah i remember
0: you want to save it for later yeah okay i do have some newses they're mm-hmm. old but i guess i can it's just still lighting around them. um s- these were just things i saw on twitter like three months ago um a someone called it an attack on it's a on
1: great name for this, this part of the show <laughs> Twitter
0: from three months ago <laughs> um, attack, someone called it an attack on biology for using gender neutral language
1: biology um, I don't I don't subscribe to that I, I've been very staunch in my opinion that I'm um, fully supportive of the transgender movement and people who transition but I do believe that everyone is assigned a sex at birth unless you are intersex sure so I I've never been opposed to having on like your license it's saying what sex you are. Um.
0: Are you in favor of people changing it though? Yeah. Like if someone is transgender and they don't have a surgery, what would what how would that factor in?
1: I guess it's more for me and babies and just just admitting that that they do have a sex at first and their gender can be fluid after that.
0: I mean, a lot of people are using the language now, assigned sex at birth.
1: Right that's fun yeah why is later on using they them an affront to biology
0: i don't know and it's it's especially annoying because i'm sure i don't remember this context of this because like i said three months ago but i'm sure the person who said it is the one who's like an anti-vaxxer mm. and a pro-lifer and all of this like mm-hmm. they just choose when it's okay to tell people what to do with their bodies and right. choose when it's not okay they choose when to believe in science and when not to oh honey um also a similar one that there was an ad for tampons and someone one, a, a male obviously said that it was obscene imagery because it was a picture of a tampon
1: wow man I, I mean i get uncomfortable digging through your purse but that's something i'm that's i'm i'm doing the work on that
0: do you find it obscene or <laughs> do you just find it like kind of gross unsettling okay it's yeah. different i guess <laughs> Um, I did find my, uncover my notes from a 1,000 years ago. That's what I'm going through. So, gotcha. Um, this was bad news at the time, but I think it's now switched to good news. The new um, the new pipeline that got blocked.
1: Okay. It was one of those protests was successful, actually?
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, there's like three other ones, like Keystone and right. DAPL. And um, there's a couple, but one of them successfully got blocked. Okay. But there's another one in Minnesota, line three, that has not got blocked yet. Okay. I forget which ones, but one of them was successful. I guess that's my good news.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Bad news is we were just looking at your browser tabs on your devices, and it makes me unsettled. Do
0: you want to know how many there are?
1: I do not. Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: I spent much of the last week and weekend doing an extensive Google Drive backup and cleanup.
1: I told told you up front, I'm going to tell the audience, that it turned me on the way you were talking about (laughs) zips, extracting zips, having multiple backup copies, getting a physical backup copy. There's a rule of three. You have to keep three copies of everything, and at least two need to be in a different physical location in case it burns down.
0: So, I need to make another file of that copy of that thumb drive or and we then need send to it th- to my parents? We need to
1: throw it somewhere. In
0: the woods. <laughs> in our bunker that we're going to make.
1: Uh, Space Jam 2 with LeBron James. I have no idea if it's coming out or not. I saw one trailer. Seems a little strange that this is supposed to be a big movie, and I don't know.
0: Well, so many things with COVID got pushed with
1: Probably. releases
0: and stuff, but I have an, a couple of upcoming things that one of them has now already happened <laughs> this was the other one those so reminded me we were what? making a list of tv shows mm-hmm. kevin can fuck himself
1: with that annie. one with annie murphy mm.
0: on amc i don't know okay. where to watch it though Oof, that was one i was that's interested be a to watch but I'm
1: my biggest good know. news of the last three months
0: roku we already talked about roku
1: is related to some good news
0: but it's over they
1: officially announced that they're not going to try to reincarnate it despite cbs buying it for like 20 million dollars or something it brought me so much joy that people admitted that i was like oh it's a youtube clip show yeah okay we And the only to... funny
0: thing about it was that john it was john krasinski yeah like trying to re- repackage it any other way it's just a youtube yeah. channel
1: uh my worst bad news is rit Momney. everything about that song yeah that name
0: yep yeah. it's i have fun i have a lot of like mm moral ethical problems with it it's right. a black woman song that he has now taken over yeah he's like an annoying white dude from utah and that's he has no other hits or songs just and an
1: appalling name i have i have so many hot takes on music did i did i take foo fighters off my notes those foo fighter songs that they play on the radio i am so grateful that they have gotten out of rotation i did not like those songs this billy eilish power song that's a bad song <laughs>
0: And a bad video. And a bad it's video just in the video desert. In a
1: canyon, yeah.
0: Um, I-, I thought you were going to talk about Olivia and Rodrigo.
1: Okay, yeah. Let's get into this then. <laughs> okay. You're right. I forgot to take my notes on that. I don't quite get the appeal of her Kay. totally. Although, it did remind me... And we heard the song on the radio the other day too. Goodbye, the- No, no. I'm going in a little different direction. Prime it is. reminds me of Justin Bieber doing... Cause if you like the way you, you look, look that, that much.
0: Like that song I feel like totally changed
1: realistic. his directory. I can I can remember the specific road trip in Australia we took when that show was I on that when song. that song was on. I still on love every, that song. Right. A jam. And it was just like it's not that great of a song, it's slow, it's not poppy, the lyrics are like not that special but it's, like but just, it's just angry enough. Right. It just And works. catchy enough. So I think she's kind of zoned in on that, so credit to her. My thoughts though. Like, the guy made the right choice, I would say. (laughs) So did
0: she. He sounds shitty in her songs. He does. But also, like, very obsessive.
1: Yeah. So that's one hot take. The other one is with Deja Vu, I think.
0: Yeah. The glee part?
1: The glee part is fine. It's the Billy oh, Joel god. part that gets me. And I searched it on Twitter, so it's not an original thought. But I don't know how the lyrics go exactly. It but says, it's something like you, he played Uptown.
0: I bet. I bet. I bet he he played you Uptown Girl because I introduced him to Billy Joel. Oh my god! Or I was the one who introduced you to Billy like Joel. Like a deep cut of
1: <laughs> Billy Joel. Like oh my god! Let me play this record for you. It's oh my gosh! You will be blown away.
0: Uptown Girl. <laughs> It's not even a deep cut. It's, it's like the piano pop man, radio. Okay. It's the pop radio version.
1: Oh my god! You know
0: that I did that very awkward lip sync to Uptown Girls when I was like yeah in seventh grade, right?
1: Yeah, I mean peak
0: middle school awkwardness.
1: I mean, we I've always Caprice. hated Billy Joel just because we of hair. how much it took over our group of friends in high school. It disturbed me.
0: But you, this is but mm. this the problem. with This is <clears throat> not Billy Joel. What's the problem here, babe? band kids no
1: what my musical taste D- your yeah.
0: parents lack of musical <laughs> education for you because i mm. grew up listening to billy joel so yeah. for me i was like cool other kids like piano man because yeah. like for me like road trips would be like billy joel greatest hits size yeah. one and two no like mine I can... was
1: inca and mary oh, chapin carpenter stop.
0: and like all your mom's all your dad's lesbian bands indigo yeah. girls and what's the other one
1: cranberries and
0: yeah so i really blame your parents because i think for you you're like the fuck is this shit that everyone's obsessed with these old songs whereas like i mean like i was never as bad as some of our friends with like sticks and meatloaf and like yeah all of those my dad liked
1: meatloaf so i'm glad i'm glad i didn't i'm glad that one didn't cross over that much
0: paradise by the dashboard light though
1: I couldn't sing that song if I had to. The
0: only version I've ever liked is the Glee version.
1: I've been to weddings, and I've just kind of stood in the background and gone, yeah. It's very... This is a song. It's very
0: disturbing at weddings when they do mm. the singing to each other yeah. thing. Because first of all, everyone's related. But yeah. they're singing each other too. Like, it's your cousins right. and your aunts and stuff. But also, like, it's a very bad song. Yeah. He says he loves her just to get her to have sex with him. And then the end of it is, I'm praying for the end of time. I'm not going to break my promise to you, but I fucking hate you. See...
1: You're just such a lyricist. Like, as we know, I can't hear anything. You were telling me about Dawson's Creek theme song the other day. It's been on the radio a lot. You had all And it's all thoughts. about a
0: guy from, going back from war, and he has granddaughters, and it was, it had nothing to do Mary, with- Mary, why did
1: with... you send me cocaine?
0: <laughs> funniest SNL skit in a while, which isn't saying much, but, yeah. um meatloaf was so disturbing that time we saw him in concert with yeah. that like 18 year old girl and he was like 60 man we and, went like, to we went to
1: several like mix fests mm, where you could yeah, just right get now. a range of stuff <laughs> i remember one time i think I brian went, like,
0: adams s- somewhere 69 that was
1: outside yeah i remember that one we had a long time for matchbox 20 to come out one time bare naked ladies was fun but yeah you had some some weird guests um i I think that's my musical wrap-up
0: i don't even know what some of these i'm so
1: my one of my least favorite things is generational divide and conversation and so everyone talking about this olivia rodrigo thing was like oh my god look at these gen z people who like think billy joel is like a hidden unknown artist and like i get it that like people fall into different brackets because of of the year they were born and how they come of age and stuff. But I just, I hate boxing people into their generation. I hate that people are acting like Gen Z is the, because they came up with the shortened word cringy is like the first, first group of people to ever like be awkwardly uh, grossed out by something. Or
0: like to have, like, oh, the Gen Z said side parts are out. It's like And Living Well t- is
1: cringy now? Oh my god, nobody like, knew. I'm
0: twice their age. I can do whatever the fuck I want with my hair. <sighs> but also like it ties into this thing of like that the stuff that younger people like, especially younger girls, is automatically dumb. Yeah. Like this idea that like if sixteen year olds like Olivia Rodrigo, then there's no merit to it and it's okay to make fun of it and mm-hmm. stuff. Like
1: You're I'm saying in reverse?
0: I'm saying that the older people also have this judginess of, sure. of like, Oh, this young girl doesn't know what she's talking about. And yeah. like really, or just this assumption that anything a teen girl likes is like worthless. Like the, ba- like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, um, boy bands thing. Right. Of like how older people like be super judgy that people, that girls like, like one direction and yeah. whatever boy bands are hot right now. It's like, let them like a thing. Oh, I gosh. like uh, Olivia Rodrigo. It's definitely, um, very derivative she obviously grew up a little up listening. bit
1: repetitive there's a lot of driving, driving a lot of red lights there's
0: a couple that i like think it's the same song because yeah. it starts very similarly she obviously grew up listening to taylor swift and to paramore because right really strong vibes of those two
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but it's just fun to listen to and God, f-
1: this should become a music podcast It's fun
0: to just be like like everyone was that age once and was an awkward teenager who's like stop telling me you enjoy being a teenager some parts of it are terrible like her first song brutal is all about like this kind of sucks like Mm. everyone keeps telling me that these are like the best years of my life and like i just feel awkward and like self-conscious all the time this sucks everyone can remember feeling that way
1: how does sabrina carpenter feel do you think She's probably doing fine.
0: She has a whole clapback song and I accidentally listened to it clap because back. Spotify does the thing where like if you finish your playlist mm-hmm. or your album, it's it automatically to, plays, yeah. which I actually love because if I just like have it on in the background. For music,
1: it's fine. For shows, I hate it when it tries Shows, it's so. dumb.
0: But if I was like, I was like cleaning my classroom and like yeah. the playlist ended and then like it started playing other things. But the lyrics of this song are like, you're telling your side, I'm going to tell my side. You think I stole them away from you. It's like very so Sabrina- specific.
1: She was a musical artist before Girl Meets World? What is she actually yes. famous from? I never understand.
0: Some various movies and things. Okay. But she was also in other Disney shows. I was going to so say, was she like a Disney kid so growing her up? So and okay. Olivia and the boy are, were all in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. I think. Because it kept trying to play those songs on the, spo- on the, on the Spotify it. playlist. And I was like, "Um, no, we're not going this far. Although I have been so depressed lately that I've been listening to Glee on purpose again. Huh. So that's where we're at. Is sad Glee wow. songs. We're
1: 24 minutes in and we are like... Phew.
0: I also think that I'm going to watch Glee with the baby. Mm-hmm. Because he loves, he a good loves pop song. music and he loves a good pop song. So I think it would probably keep his interest. And it's probably about time for a rewatch for me.
1: Okay. Um,
0: I don't even know what this means. What does WHM mean?
1: WHM?
0: Question mark? Question mark?
1: Huh? You were really puzzled by it back then, and more puzzled now. Who? Uh, White uh, House? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Work? No idea. What? Okay. Um. Then we want to do a quick commercial break, and then we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that we've watched and read?
0: Yeah, I just remembered another one that's on here, and I also have some upcoming things that are probably not even upcoming anymore, but...
1: Okay, I'll do the advertising while you sort, while you out. sort yourself out. Okay. We actually have a paid advertiser on Book Digits now. Yes. O K D I G I T S dot com. He's only paid for one month, and we're going on month three now, so I'm not the best at like sending out uh, bills.
0: We know that you're never the best at PR and marketing. That was always no. my job, and I've as forementioned on this podcast have been so drowning in the end of the school year that I have not really been doing my job, but
1: that's okay. We're going to do, we're going to drum up some excitement because we have book digits, uh,
0: 3.0. I am very excited. A lot of things that I've been specifically badgering you about for years Mm. are coming into play. Some new search features that I've been bugging you about some new, like rating. Yep. Okay. And some, um,
1: that might have to be three point one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So at least a few of the the things I've been brand asking new backend, nice
1: and speedy. Brand new front end. Got to got to work on the mobile site. But maybe someday we'll build an app.
0: Some new, a new um, new options for for viewing your lists that are really yes. exciting.
1: It's pretty sexy, I think.
0: It's snappy. Yep. It's um. I like it. I've given some feedback. We've redesigned a little bit to make it a little bit more user friendly and a little bit mm-hmm. more visually um, friendly yeah if that's a word yeah
1: so yeah hoping what's our ETA um I'm almost done with the desktop desktop site assuming it meets your standards when you okay. test it this week and from there I think the mobile site's not going to be too hard because it's the same stuff just in a different layout and also the whole point of
0: this is that the layout is a little bit more smooth and yeah. a little bit less cluttered
1: correct so yeah i i would say definitely by the end of the summer i would say aim for august 1st
0: are you gonna do that thing for the year end thing that i mentioned too
1: well we we need to f- design it but then it'll be ready by december 31st okay. we'll come up with something yeah. okay. okay it's gonna be good yeah
0: so if you haven't already mm-hmm. signed up for an account now is an awesome time to check it out it's free it's free you can import your books from your book lists from other websites like yeah, like I have gr to rebuild
1: that part. It's not going to be the most fun bit of this but whatever
0: you'll still be able to do that anyway but you yeah. can do it now and um get ready for some new mm-hmm. a new version yep so do you want to talk about books first that since we're talking about sure. books um one of my upcoming things was a Ameze has a new book mm-hmm. um but i think it's already out because that note was from so long ago i think it is called dear Mm centurion and it's a like semi-autobiographical um like memoir kind of thing Mm -hmm. but we'll save that because we're going to be talking about another one of their books a different time so we'll save there's been a whole controversy controversy around i'm curious about this
1: yeah um
0: anyways we'll save that
1: Okay. so what else have you read recently? We
0: have actually not read very many books in common recently aside from mm. one or two we're gonna say for the podcast. I have been an awful reader the way that my brain has been at this year trying to mm. be a teacher in this time because I I keep like reading half of books, mm-hmm. which is not me like yeah that's weird Last year I did a lot more DNF like do not like not finishing a book like mm-hmm. starting it and being like not not for me and like giving it up. This year I've done a lot more of like I start reading it and I get distracted and then I just never go back to it, which is really, really indicative of the fact that my brain is not in a good place right now mm-hmm. because that is just absolutely not my style. So I have a lot of like half read books or books that I like get from the library and I'm really excited about. And then I I've been like too much of a mood reader and then I yep. get excited about a book and I download it. And then like literally five minutes later, there's a different book I'm more excited about.
1: I'm just so jealous of your whole reading persona, babe.
0: What, that I enjoy reading. I
1: don't get, yeah, I don't get any enjoyment out of it. I just purely go into it and go, huh, what's the author going to do here? Okay, got it.
0: I don't get that. I don't understand how you still read when that's it's like work for you. Yeah,
1: it's debilitating.
0: How do we make you like it more? You've started to read some trashier books that Let you've more. Let me talk through my books. Okay, okay, tell us. <clears throat>
1: um, no, I'll go back a little bit further even <clears throat> Uh, butterfly lampshade by amy bender who wrote the uh, peculiar particular sadness of lemon cake yes weird book a little disappointing c plus
0: you're gonna do um, every single book
1: night watchman we're book.
0: saving that one
1: i can't talk about night watchman at all i guess we can it just won a pulitzer it's timely
0: that's how you say that word i believe so it's not pulitzer it's pulitzer i think Ugh.
1: i don't know uh this is, i believe that's the same group who gave their like fiction award to uh to bob dylan one year so i've like lost all respect for those types of awards night watchman is a You're disappointing s- book
0: supposed to love louise eardrich though because she's i love from her bookstore
1: here. love her bookstore and i'm sure she has good books and i would try another one that one's not a great book
0: love medicine or the roundhouse are her two son most of good
1: ones. fortune um when when you decide not to not read american dirt i would recommend that one instead Uh, When no one is watching, Alyssa Cole trying to tackle, it would be a good one to talk about within the Heights, trying to talk about New York City neighborhoods and gentrification. Some good ideas, some interesting dynamics, and then it turns gentrification into a huge conspiracy at the end, which I thought was very damaging to the whole... Uh, discussion about the system and the and the dangers of the evils of the system you
0: told me not to read it though so no I you shouldn't read this. it. you said I wouldn't like it
1: the new wilderness good God Diane Cook grade D um the were one of the worst like post-apocalyptic dystopian books I've ever read okay and I've read some bad ones it was the the blurb for the book compares it to miranda July who is one of like the most uniquely voiced writers i've ever heard i've ever experienced and this book is one of the most blandest uh just just like emotionless pieces of writing i've ever read home before dark riley sager was a lot of fun
0: i just re- uh, recommended to you their new book
1: new book siri who am i talking about trash like that was one to get through that was awful grade d as well Midnight Library. Good gosh! This book has like no joke, like a hundred thousand reviews on most review websites people out there. People
0: were losing their shit over it on books. Great Screen. title,
1: nice cover.
0: I took it on and off my to-read list like fourteen times because like a thousand people would talk about how great it was, and then one person that I actually knew and trusted would be like, "Man, this wasn't that great," and it was problematic with some of the mental health. I need.
1: Stuff. We need to come up with a term for what happened in what happens in Soul. Because I'm, I'm noticing it in so many pieces of media now, where it's like we're gonna tackle a, in the heights. We're gonna tackle a serious thing, but we're also really forced to keep this to a three act structure. And we're so not we gonna do any solutions. Yeah, we gotta get you to a, to a kind of a, a false sense of a solution we here. We
0: will ask all of these life purposeful questions and then just leave you with. Um, a bunch of trite cliches about enjoying foods, life and being present. Food's pretty nice.
1: The the wind can be nice. Good God. Still uh, you said Matt Haig is like considered in internet places like a, a spokesman for depression and mental health. Sure, yeah. It's, he writes a lot about it. This book is damaging. This book is damaging. That's what I heard. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'll leave it there, I think. Milk, Blood, Heat. <sighs> Milk, Blood, Heat. Short stories. Pretty solid. Some good, some bad, which is pretty pretty standard in terms of these types of modern collections Finn
0: donnelly donnelly is the one finley that-
1: donovan is killing it i still have to write that my was, review
0: that was all over bookstagram that i think they got they got sponsored a lot
1: for that one i'm sure you read the acknowledgements and i just i get it the author like came up with this idea at panera so the book is about a writer at panera running into the situation and i get it like i have a notebook full i have a google doc full of dumb anecdotes that no one else will give a shit about and i'm like that's gonna make a great book this book is fine the first the beginning is very funny and you do get the sense of this is this overworked overstressed out mom who falls into this weird uh situation but then it turns into a an organized crime story and i do not care for organized crime mm. i don't like the godfather i'm just gonna say it mm. i don't it's I never like never
0: finished it it's too long
1: never instills any sort of like real excitement for me like organized crime this is not something we should glorify
0: is that why you didn't like the town <sighs> much either on rewatching it
1: the town i don't consider the town mob based the well no garden sorry garden yeah shop, no the, the flower shop off. yeah yeah you're right Sorry, I was thinking specifically but, but about bending this like, group. But
0: I'm saying like that's the part that you don't let you don't Correct. like, and the town it turns into like this. These people are right. forcing him to do. The- I would
1: never watch The Sopranos. Like, no it's interest. just, it's just. Yeah, I get it. They're bad. They have money, and you know, they're kill- they have plenty of assassins who they can hire. I just don't. I don't get that as a genre of thing to be like, oh boy.
0: It reminds me of that movie, a couple of different movies that we watched the the one with um, Gal Gadot
1: yeah we're, 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 oh that's we're, what I was going to compare again, this book to, to like, so Finley Donovan this book is exactly in the vein of Zach
0: Galifianakis of Amy that
1: right who knows what that movie is called it has a very generic title and Game Night and this new genre yes. of movie where it's like hey we're suburban we're normal and flipped yes correct yep we'll get into flipped yes um where it's like yeah we're normal we're subor- suburban okay all of a sudden we're involved with organized crime.
0: And isn't it funny that we're a normal person and this is like we're yeah doing fish this? out of water yes. with people
1: getting murdered? Like no.
0: Um, I feel like I was going to do the opposite of you know I'm going to talk about books that I liked.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I had any <laughs> above sea on that list. I'm in a bit um, of a rut, except for Riley. That one.
0: I don't think you're going to love One Last Stop, but I'm going to make you read it anyway. Yeah,
1: I'm not um, really the tar- I'm not really her target. Their target audience.
0: No, I'm not quite
1: you could like Cid a
0: enough or queer enough for half it? half review i did it um
1: did you say city enough
0: it's one of those books where like new york City is a Ma'am, character we're gonna,
1: yeah we're gonna pair it with in the heights yeah yeah i have thoughts about new york city still
0: okay um and barrios so in general it was very warm and cozy it was i, I didn't feel like all the pieces worked as well as they did in Red, White, and Royal Blue for me. It happens
1: in sophomore books. I, I, as long as it's better than Aaron Morgenstern's... Day Did I ever talk about that book? Good God, the the night sky. What was it called? I
0: don't know what the fuck you're talking. The about.
1: Shining Sea, Aaron. The Night Circus. Her second book, Starless Sea. Yeah, it's upstairs. Well, that's a bad second book. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyways,
1: this is your. It section, was. Sorry. It was
0: good. It did not blow me away. Mm-hmm. It it tried to do a lot of things and i don't know that it successfully tied them all together i think some of the unique aspects were amazing mm-hmm. and some of the other parts were just a little bit disparate and didn't quite connect for me yeah um anyways so you should read I that think
1: one. editors at publishing houses have tough jobs uh i don't know i don't know how they do their job i don't know how when they give in to an author mm-hmm. when they like and especially if you just have one editor. Like if that one editor has a bad take and they're like you have to send the plot in this direction, or they're just like it's not
0: vibing with your work. Yeah. I guess that's why you have an agent, so you could go back to your agent and be like, This editor's not getting me. Yeah. Um The book that I really did connect with that was another that was kind of got mixed reviews on Bookstagram was Honey Girl.
1: Mm-hmm. You like that to one. the point
0: that i like literally purchased it for a friend of mine and like shoved it into her hands and i was like you need to read this mm-hmm. um that one and the third book in the magpie lord series um by kj charles oh boy both i read them at a very like critical time for me this year when i was thinking about quitting my job or kind of and not even thinking about it sorry i was coming to the realization that i needed to quit my job for mental health and reasons. the magpies helped you through this you, you don't even know what those books are about no so magpie lords um so katie charles is a like queer historical erotica author
1: uh-huh
0: um and they she they they are like the books i go to when i'm in a little bit of a reading slump because i know that they will be really quick books and they're like decently written enough and they always have some sort of, like, happily ever after romance with some sex scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just predictable enough that it's, like, a comforting read. And they're always, like, a very quick read. This one was, I guess, one of their earlier series. And um, it just, I don't know. When I read it last year, it just, like, was the first book I, like, actively enjoyed in mm-hmm. a while. It was this awesome blend of, like, supernatural and, like gay love story and historical drama mystery that does seem to check a
1: lot of boxes for you very
0: genre bending or it ticked a lot of boxes of different genres but it just all clicked together for me um definitely if you're if you're listening thinking that sounds great like just check the content warnings because it is very rated r um (laughs)
1: so what are you reading up in that bed of yours good lord
0: I usually read in our bed Hmm. anyways so there are some very steamy scenes in these i will say it's there's quite a lot of plot and like romance and historical world building around that Mm -hmm. there are some quite steamy scenes so just noted if any of my Mother, mother mother-in-law, grandmother are listening. Just actually, they read some romance shit anyway, so this would not be not be new for them. Probably
1: load up my Kindle.
0: Anyways, so the third one in this series is all about that. Even if you, I'm like cry talking about it. Like really, it's basically. (laughs) What does the magpie do? (laughs) There's no character that's a giant bird, honey. So there's a character who's a magician. Yeah. and there's a character who is like uh, aristocracy like he's i forget what title he has but he's like uh-huh. a viscount or an earl or some shit so he's like a noble person in historical england and then there's the, like the commoner who's the magician and mm-hmm. they end up like falling in love a a soul m- connection. Magician, yes exactly and so in this it, the, one of the major plot points is that this magician is like a good guy who's like overworked and really undervalued in uh-huh. this in this um, position where it, he's he basically He goes on a murdering like, spree. No. He's basically like a magic <laughs> detective. Okay. So like if there's some sort of murder that is has magic involved, he's the one who goes out and tries a to Witcher investigate almost. it. Kind of like mm-hmm. Witcher. Um but nobody like gives a shit like it's kind of like the lowest in the totem pole of careers like the actual cops and detectives are like you fucking magic people are weird sure and then the the more powerful magicians and stuff are like who wants to run around the streets with the common folk trying to like solve magic murders yeah so the whole point of this book is basically like even if your job is important even if you're good at your job even if you're like literally saving lives with your job and yeah. nobody else can do what you do and doing what you do protects people none of that makes it okay for your job to like literally kill you or like like make you so unhappy that you have no time for anything that you enjoy doing and no time for your family
1: wow I mean, and that was, does line up pretty it well It really lined up right at the time Who would have when, ever thought the magpies
0: right at the time when i was just like Fuck, I'm really gonna need to quit my job this year. I really can't keep doing this. It's not fair to me. Um, or to I can't you. think of
1: one example where I've ever read a book and like connected at that. I was level. like in
0: tears. So the yeah the whole if I've ever cried from a ending book. of this book was basically like do I have feelings? <laughs> the whole ending of this book was basically like it's okay to walk away. Hmm. Like even if what does
1: the magic man do
0: at the end of the series? Yeah. Spoiler: he walks away. He does the best that he can to make sure like he's the other people are okay and, and stuff. sells his but, body instead. No, well, he, no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the other guy, the, the guy that he's in love with, is rich. So that's part of oh, the dynamic too.
1: That's a good ending to soul. Marry someone rich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the dynamic too. Is that he doesn't want to just be like a kept man. Like he wants to like have his own thing. um But anyways, a a lot of the the character growth in the book is realizing that just because your job is important and like literally life-saving does not mean it's okay for it to be like so toxic.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyways. And then the other book that was similar to that for me was Honey Girl, which Uh I read I think right afterwards or right before, which is all about a girl who um, has been working for like eight years for her PhD in astrophysics, but is like at the point of a nervous breakdown to celebrate her graduation her dad and her stepmom buy her tickets to vegas with her friends mm-hmm. and she like gets like hangover style married and can't remember to whom oh
1: my i didn't um, know what that's what that book was about yeah
0: so the beginning of the book she wakes up married to a woman that she's never met before and leaves or no the woman has already left she wakes up realizes she's married finds like a picture um that she got married to someone she can't remember anything about her yeah. and only has a couple clues to figure out who it was and the whole point of this book is once again, like it's okay to change your path. Even if you've worked a long time and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. in it, it's okay to have a new path. It's okay to realize that that path you're on is not going to make you happy. Yeah. And not only is it okay to change your path, it's okay to take a break sure. and just, I'm going to cry again because I cried. I was you like a gap year, sobbing babe. in the ba- in the bathtub reading this book one night. The um, It was a winter time. Mm. And it's just, the whole point is like, it's okay to take time to heal and time to figure out what you want to do even if other people in your life maybe don't understand it or even if it feels shitty to like have to stop and feel your feelings and think about what you want to do but it's okay to take a break even if you've worked really hard for something or even if there's a certain path you're supposed to be taking
1: thank you for sharing
0: that i mean it so those two books i read like back to back in march right around the time where i was like fuck i really need to quit my job um and well that's a whole nother long story like you said that would be a t- totally different podcast of what happened with 45 my
1: 45 minutes in now um, are we good with books
0: So I'll just mention one other these mm. two other books I can talk about at a different time I guess this one has a whole conspiracy around it I kind of want to make you read this one what is it? Uh, the House of the Cerulean Sea
1: yeah yeah I'll read that one
0: well, I got a whole podcast worth of thoughts about that one so you should read that Yeah. Um, th- you said another you one that you quick didn't quick go
1: one. along with like, with bookstagram on 100 percent, and now
0: i'm being proven like correct because a lot of shitty stuff (sighs) is coming out about the author and like where he got some of his inspiration from
1: honestly like i know people say read the three-star reviews on any product to hear the honest thing but now i know if i see a five-star rated book with over 100 ratings it's probably a bad book Mm -hmm. because they somehow they somehow manufactured that
0: or like bookstagram has gotten so bloated now mm-hmm. that the publishers can just go to anybody and yeah. have them do a free copy also like bookstagram people just like are not very critical a lot of times no
1: it's all look at me hugging this book
0: yeah so I struggle with that I've tried to oh my God, curate this book. my bookstagram a little bit more especially recently should I
1: become a, like a negative bookstagrammer I probably wouldn't get much traction
0: you never know people love an unpopular opinion <laughs> Um, Mm. So the other one that I liked that people have been telling me to read that I just happened to get into at the right time um, was We Are Not Free. I was telling your parents about it when they were Mm -hmm. here. It is a fictionalized, um, multi-perspective version of the Japanese internment during World War II. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It was just really gripping. It was really... uh, I got a little confused with the characters. Um because i was not paying that much attention when i read the first chapter that explained who the characters were because i didn't realize that each chapter was from a different character's point of view yeah had i known that i would have paid a little bit more attention into the first chapter where it was kind of introducing everyone and how they were all connected yeah um, but it was just really well done it, it gave a lot of varied perspectives and gave a lot more depth to what i understood about the japanese internment in terms of even just within the japanese community um people who were like were kind of committed to this country and even if they do this shitty thing to us like we're americans now Mm -hmm. and then the factions of them that like literally wanted to go back to japan Mm -hmm. and like the the really awful way that the united states made them do these like surveys that like literally tore apart families where Mm -hmm. you had to decide yes i'm an american and i will sign up to be drafted or no i'm not american and i want to be sent back to japan those were the only two options for them. yeah um and it just gave a lot of depth the the author had family in a couple of these different roles and drew on a lot of their stories and did a lot of research and it was just really well done and each uh, character section was like just the right length where you felt like you got the depth of their story and and their like their little what's it called slice of life kind of thing um and then it would move on to a different character and um yeah it was just really good okay good review so I have a couple other ones that I can save for another time. The other one Legend Legendborn that I was going to mention, but I think you should read that one, too. It's Legendborn. um It is Arthurian legend. Sign me up. But it's YA, and it has a lot of awesome stuff like about... the
1: one type of, like, I don't know. Trope or... Yeah, that I'm actually interested in. So I think hmm. I
0: will save those two because I think I have a lot to say about the two of them, and I think you would like both of those ones. And you were just saying you kind of wanted some... Um, Neither of these books are particularly light, but mm. more like interesting book. Like you, you wanted some different type of books to For sure. read. So I would recommend both of those. Okay. So catch okay. us later with those ones, hopefully.
1: You mentioned uh, Las Vegas Accidental Weddings, which made me think of Friends. So give me your top three takeaways from the Friends reunion. Um, I think I- our biggest takeaway was relief that it was not an attempt to reboot the show yes i, thought I was, it was so grateful like a that.
0: movie or something um my second take was that the seated questions with james corden like mm-hmm. first of all i thought everyone kind of agreed james corden was a dick now so i'm not sure why yeah. we're still letting him do shit
1: like i get it if he copyrighted right in carpool karaoke like okay you still gotta go to him if you're a music star whatever but yeah, I don't get why he's like an American voice of...
0: It's not even American. Of media. And the only reason yeah. he's popular here is because the British people were like, you're a dick, leave our country. Yeah. Anyway, my second takeaway was that that part was the worst part of it. Like the most interesting part for me yeah. was just them reuniting and like walking around the set that they like redid. Mm-hmm. And like just that was reminiscing way a bit, more... Yeah. um ...more genuine and candid yeah. was just them reminiscing. Like they didn't need someone to say... Remember that time that this yeah. happened? Here's a really awkward David, guest did appearance. David, did
1: you and Jen used to have a crush on each other? Whoa. Here's a
0: really awkward guest appearance. Yeah, like, I don't know if any of the guests
1: went Especially well. Tom
0: Selleck. Like, he was famous in his own right. It was really weird to use him as a gimmick.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. The only guest I enjoyed was Janice because I really... She's her actual voice was funny. Like, like her turning on the yeah. voice and kind of her story. About My
1: biggest takeaway was... I think, like a lot of people, you, we studied Matthew Perry to see if he was alive, if he was functioning, if he was like uh, able to interact with these people, and it was an experience watching him get through this thing, and I think he had the most, the, maybe the most, not insightful, but the most interesting moment was when he admitted how petrified he was about
0: the live studio audience yeah feeling like
1: he was so nervous that his jokes weren't gonna work and
0: like the pressure of the the live studio audience of having to try to do more do it bigger do it better which is how yeah you and
1: you get it you get it like that you know every week for whatever seven years or whatever it was times having all the money coming in where it's like it's telling you you're super successful you're not really you feeling don't want to fuck it. it up you don't want to screw it up and so that probably leads you down some messy paths so. i'm saying
0: like most of that stuff was when they were just kind of like in private with the camera they just talking the parts with james corden were so awkward and like mm. the games they tried to play and stuff i found them very awkward i would have yeah like the table reads were kind of funny but if a little weak pointless oh, yeah but yeah i would have just rather had them just reminisce for two hours like yeah. that was what was funny to me also i don't really believe they all haven't been in the same room in 20 years
1: i think i think matthew perry would be the only one holding it up
0: you think you think That's like, the
1: vibe i got
0: five of the six of them would have been together so, yeah
1: not to objectify everyone but lisa kudrow i thought looked the best out of all of them
0: yeah i i know that hollywood beauty standards are fucked up yeah but it looked like the ladies got too much botox, botox and the men didn't get enough
1: yeah. Yeah, Joey was a large man now.
0: That's, he looks like Santa Claus, like a real <laughs> jovial large well, man. Well, did you didn't
1: hear all the memes about him being the Italian uncle.
0: That is what it was like, yeah. yeah. So it was more enjoyable, than I thought we put it on because we thought after a few minutes we were going to turn it off, and yeah. we got sucked in for two hours. Yeah. So um, it was fine.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't. You have most of the list. I just have one that we forgot, which was Central Park. Oh, we yeah. We suffered through. Have you ever like experienced Ugh. a show that should have worked but didn't work at so all? So mediocre. Like, it had Hamilton vibes. It had it's run by Bob's Burgers guys. It had so many so much voice talent. It had songs it was, like it should have worked. It was worked. so bland. Oh, it was, it was awful. the most like
0: aggressively mediocre thing. Like not bad enough that you're like, "Ugh, we're not watching this," but not good enough to hold your interest for 23 minutes.
1: Man, so aggressively mediocre. And Kristen Bell being a daughter in a mixed family, I just don't know how I feel about these things. Yeah. I get why shows actually. There was some other show we saw where it's like, well, there's two kids, so as long as one of them is black or one of them is Latino and one of them is white, it's fine. It's the
0: fine. tokenism thing, that. Huh. Yeah. Um,
1: All right, we're gonna stick to like three minutes per per item coming up.
0: Don't rush me, babe. Okay. Wine country, as we're drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard it was bad.
1: Really low expectations We watched going it in. anyway.
0: Yeah. It was enjoyably bad.
1: Whatever night we were having that night, it was the perfect movie for it us. It was.
0: It was, if you just want a movie where you're like, this'll be, th- this'll entertain me. Yeah. And you have no expectations in terms of like cinematography. I think you have to be over 30.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: The best jokes, I, I feel like I'm not gonna remember the right joke anymore. Yeah. It was that joke. When she
1: cried by herself.
0: And she was just like, and climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was just like very overwhelmed upset. by all
1: her personal stuff and like
0: all these bigger things too. Yeah, and I wish I could remember like the joke itself yeah. because it was really funny at the time. Um,
1: so yeah, it's basically like a uh, I don't know, like an older version of I don't know, like Superbad or The Hangover, almost like all these all these. Uh,
0: it's like the drunk mom version yeah. of one of those girls
1: trip or something yeah. it's yeah.
0: it's it's basically like bridesmaid for retirees bridesmaid. yeah
1: no that's the right comparison um i feel like it was just missing Catherine han they had like the poor poor woman's version of Catherine han i guess yeah, you would say i like that lady as much. um so i think she would have el- taken it to the next level you but had amy right of, um the one yeah. from
0: ap bio helen from ap by yeah she's been in stuff and i don't know where she's been my whole life because she. i find right. her hilarious no
1: i'm glad that she has this renaissance i think she's been in hollywood for a while but i'm pretty much game for anything she's in except for girls five Eva. are we gonna talk Ooh, about that on this show i <laughs> man yeah I just loved looking at it and being like, oh, this was a show shot during COVID. Like, it's like a 98% green screen show.
0: And the only guest stars are other NBC people who are also locked into the (laughs) lot. So
1: yeah, Wine Country, it, you know, as you can imagine, each of the women has a different arc, each dealing with a different uh, saga in their own life at the moment. Paula Pell. Paula Pell, yeah. Um... So yeah, some of the bits are funny. There's, I think it's Jason Sch- Schwartzman plays the weird house house manager guy yes. who's making paella for like 24 hours. Like, like 72 it hours. It might be ready by the morning.
0: <laughs> so yeah, definitely like if you're over 30, I think you will think it's funny. Just go into it with low expectations mm-hmm. because it definitely is.
1: I haven't liked Tina Fey in very many things and I, I found her okay as the almost antagonist in this a little bit
0: yeah i'm gonna make us go back and watch the scene after that i'm thinking of because i can't sure. remember it but it was just it was great um another that was netflix right
1: it w- was on netflix i don't know if it was netflix exclusive I was. but i think another was, netflix
0: so. one that i watched that i only remember because i was looking at my three month old notes was the third laura jean movie you watched part of it with me
1: oh yeah i had so many ta-
0: before that was
1: the third
0: one yeah, uh yes babe
1: good lord
0: i i have our hot takes i actually this was the last okay. time i took notes did um, i share
1: some of mine uh so this was one let me remember the plot so she's dating an absolute stud oh they're supposed to go to stanford together mm-hmm. she doesn't get in but decides to tell him that she got in mm-hmm. they go to new york field trip she's mm-hmm. like oh my god new york city is fantastic mm-hmm i should go to columbia or Barnard, NYU, whatever think. yeah nyu yeah and then there's a happy ending at a family wedding
0: i don't really remember the ending but yes um my takeaways that was a good synopsis babe. Mm, i'm impressed that you, you. remember that my takeaways were it felt like the worst parts of a longer movie <laughs> was this whole movie
1: <laughs> is that fair That's great Um,
0: and there were so many issues there was stuff about her going to Korea to try and remember her dead mom there was the question of like are they gonna have sex or not Oh yeah. there was this whole thing about like daddy issues with the guy's dad and instead the entire drama was what college am I going to and I know that that's a big thing when you're that age but it just like there seemed like so much other nuance to the plot that they just like fast forwarded it over to Mm -hmm. spend like an hour and twenty minutes of the movie on like which college am I gonna go to and are you gonna be mad at me and what's our song gonna be?
1: Right. Oh yeah. Hmm.
0: It was. It was not great. Man. It did not have a lot of the charm. The leading man is
1: beautiful, though that kid. <laughs> I wrote, a beautiful kid. I wrote
0: the voice of Mark Ruffalo coming out of a teenage boy's body. <laughs> He's a very deep voice for his body. Wow,
1: that's quite a quite a jump quote that you have there. Anyways.
0: Um another Netflix one that I watched without you was Wish Dragon. It's a it's animated different than movie. the Moon Over the Bone one? <laughs> over the Moon. Yeah. Yes, this one was better. Okay. Wish Dragon is um I've been describing it as Mulan meets Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So imagine Aladdin, except it takes place in China and and Mushu is genie.
1: Right. That sounds like a win win.
0: It was great, honestly. Uh it had a lot of good things to say about
1: you haven't found very many good animated things it
0: was it i mean it it was pretty like base level for for little kids it was pretty shallow but it it was mostly that money isn't everything and the character the main character is just a very like down-to-earth good kid and um tries to free the wish dragon just like genie Gotcha. And tries to get the girl of his dreams back and has to kind of, like, sacrifice. It does have a little bit right, of we organized crime element. <laughs> just to warn right. you. Um,
1: Seriously, I need that as a trigger warning. there's now. a
0: twist of, like, who's... It's not actually organized, organized crime. It's more like thugs or ruffians. Yeah, hands. I'm more
1: of a fan of, like, disorganized crime, I That's guess. That's what
0: now. this is. This is, like... <laughs> <laughs> that should really be the theme. Disorganized crime. going to be my crime. new
1: tag on Vogue Dish.
0: Um, it is more like, like, some like, ruffians. You know hands. how
1: the boys is, like... Like, Marvel flipped I want, like, the Godfather flip Like, I, I'm i sure there is I mean, I guess it's kind of Barry the, And I. that's why I liked Barry Because you have these uh, Chechenian, I think it's Chechenian Um mob people and they're absolutely terrible at their job so that's think, probably why i enjoy that show i
0: think you will <laughs> like this movie then because two of the three like henchmen mm-hmm. are just very oh, bad I, at love their I love an
1: inept henchman there's two inept henchmen oh my god
0: um they get wishes any wish they want and one of them wishes for longer legs and one of them wishes <laughs> for a puppy
1: Oh, God, no, hearing Wishes makes me think back to um, Wonder Woman 1984, so I'm getting... Oof, no,
0: it was much better than that, and I'm sure quite a deal less expensive, so Wish Dragon, we should watch it sometime. Um, it was a, like, weekend morning, and mm-hmm. I didn't have any school, and I was just like, I'm gonna watch this movie, because it popped up, and I'm just gonna go for it, and mm-hmm. it was great, it was a good choice. Um, I don't know that I have it in to talk about WandaVision. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on WandaVision?
1: I I, I think I can summarize mine very well. It, I think it had the potential to be one of the greatest things Marvel has made in this new Marvel era, which from my point of view isn't saying a lot because <laughs> I don't have a ton of respect, especially for the actors. It still irks me how like every actor goes and does their Marvel piece. Mm-hmm. I just, I get it's like, it's a money grab. I just, I just wish that wasn't the thing. Yeah. Um... So I only saw bits and pieces of this show. Maybe that's what made it a little bit more interesting for me. I thought the the cinematography and the editing and how they did emulate decades. all of these different um, yeah it's time like, huh. periods of television was fascinating. I thought Elizabeth Olsen, a person who I've never had, ha- had, <laughs> had yeah had a thought about in any way, shape, or form, I thought that was like such a cha- it must have been such a challenging performance. Just from makeup and costuming, let alone everything else. She looked amazing. And, like, like,
0: the layers of what she was supposed to, she remembered, but she didn't remember, but she was It, but she wasn't, but she was sad, but she was, like...
1: And then we got to episode 9 and 10, and I was like, oh, like, the Marvel boss came in and was like, what are you guys doing? No, sorry. This needs to be a Marvel thing. Yeah. Go make a big bad. Go make a battle scene. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, let's memorialize... New Jersey neighborhoods and let's let's pretend like we didn't like ruin this thousands of people this thousand town person town all of their lives like it was such a weird ending and I
0: I felt that way too that I found it much more interesting when it was just the sitcoms and when they tried to pull in all of these other um I mean, Kat Dennings or whatever her name is, like, was was quirky enough to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess Catherine Haw is the
1: one I'm talking about. Where I'm like, ugh. you didn't need to do this. You, yeah. Everyone again, everyone's so excited. Same with uh, with Kristen Wig being her character in Wonder Woman 1984. All these all these comic people are like, oh my god, I bet that's that person. And I get that for those people, it gives them a a comic boner. But for like the rest of the audience, it's like okay, you I don't think that character worked works good TV for me. Show. You yeah. ruined a perfectly
0: good, perfectly good TV show by trying to superheroize it. Right. Um. Also, the show made me care about Vision, which is a shock because I could mm. not have given less of a shit about Vision in the movies. Yeah. But then towards the end of it, I didn't care again. Yeah. And the stuff with the kids was very confusing to me. Once the kids mm. came in the picture, I got very confused about whether or not they actually existed and how they possibly could exist if one of the other characters didn't and I don't know I yeah. got confused so um yeah good potential and then just I also found it a touch too derivative
1: mm. it
0: was just Truman show
1: in a lot of ways yeah
0: like when when we watched part of the Truman show I was like oh yeah. that was a literal scene from WandaVision right. like the actual premise of it they didn't stray very far from things that already existed fair enough I
1: think that's good on that. Um, Working our way through the list.
0: Would you like to talk about the movie we watched last night? Or would you like to talk about that terrible season of that TV show?
1: Which was the TV show? His Dark Materials. Okay, we're back from our mid-episode uh, production meeting. Which we, <laughs> should, which we should hold beforehand when possible. But
0: I mean, the biggest takeaway is that I don't have a lot to say about this next one. I'm but you forcing just get you to out talk of about
1: His Dark Materials. It was season two. There were seven episodes. They all blend together to me, for me.
0: I honestly have nothing to say.
1: So this covered... It was
0: boring. How do you make this book boring? I fucking love this book series, and it was boring.
1: So this covered most of the subtle knife. Mm -hmm. It covered, in one arc, Will getting the knife, and then they just kind of ran up a hill for the rest
0: of the series for them? So, it... (laughs) <laughs> all the events are there from the book yeah but there was zero urgency charisma yeah anything like these things in the book i remember reading them being like holy shit what are they gonna do how are they gonna get out of this situation and watching it it was just like yep now they have to break into a man's house yep now they have to hope they can escape See, with the knife i'm
1: gonna be a broken record here but how i watched the show is how i felt about reading the books
0: and for me yeah. reading the books like the second book was maybe my least favorite out of the mm-hmm. series actually the first book I think is my least favorite going back into it the first book is magical and when you read the second and third you're like oh the first one just has a lot of like Lord of the Rings style like setup. exposition yeah. and world building but um but um um yeah I just the biggest way I can describe it is there was no urgency it should have been with these, the
1: university, like, stu- university stuff it got there a little bit I think probably was it Maggie Malone what's her name Mary Malone.
0: Yeah, Mary Malone.
1: I think she probably had the most interesting stuff to do with to do as an actor, as yeah. an actress. Um, but yeah, we were gonna save this maybe for a Lin Manuel ep- episode, but his arc with with uh, what's his face. You're and- supposed to
0: be devastated at what happens to his character i was like
1: oh that happens now no
0: urgency like nothing felt like it was life or death nothing felt like it was important nothing felt fluid it didn't feel like one big storyline that we were building towards something it felt like these chunked scenes where the characters were just stepping on their marks and reading their lines
1: they took notes from me they did animate a few other uh demons yeah and they had like twenty-five percent less um, priest priest dialogue well, scenes. Way too much priest. Where they just talk like this and sort of in metaphor, but not saying like anything. Menacing. There was eight different menacing scenes. Priests.
0: There was like literally eight different scenes of like the priests and the witches don't like each other.
1: Right, so I forgot. Many, there for so many for no much, purpose. Right, they literally
0: added in scenes about some the attack, witch and, the and then
1: they were like, remember. The witches don't like the priests. Yeah. Remember why? Um, so yeah, they have to finish at this point. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of where Mary Malone ends up, because that's going to be expensive.
0: Also, it's just going to look ridiculous. I don't yeah. know how they're going to do it to make it not look absurd and laughable. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. There's a lot of fantasy stuff that I don't know how it's going to be possible to film in the next book.
1: In the next book. Hmm.
0: They go into the world of the dead. Right. They go to heaven and meet God. I I just
1: feel like the showrunner's like,
0: oh, why did I sign up for this? It just felt like very rote. Like very like um, methodical. Yeah. The second season. It didn't feel, I don't know how to describe it other than there was no urgency in the scenes and to the characters. I struggled. (sighs) Um. We have a couple of Queeby shows to talk about.
1: Oh, right. Because Roku got access to all of their uh, intellectual property. Which and I, out... I see why it was a cheap deal.
0: Yeah. And it worked out well for us because there were a couple that I was like vaguely interested in watching. And when I found out you had to pay for it, <laughs> I was like, fuck off. Um, and honestly, just the worst luck of any investment deal of all time. Right. It was literally like when COVID Picking hit. a
1: time when no one will be on their phones or yeah. not as much. Yeah.
0: Um, so we watched Flipped, which I had seen vaguely recommended. Which is
1: first of all a terrible title because there's if you I'm sure a if you search things on with the name yeah flipped. On the IMDb, there had the GP, to be other yeah. names
0: they didn't try it hard at all but that was like the working title and they just gave up
1: yeah
0: the basis is there's these two like dumbass special snowflake people you've got uh
1: Caitlin Olsen
0: yeah and they decide that they're going to flip obsessed a house with
1: renovation shows and they think they'll get on one. By and
0: it. yeah, there's a contest of like, like f- submit your footage and you could be the next like HTV kind of stars. Yeah. So they buy this like really shitty house, like, uh, without looking at it first, it's like in the middle of a desert. It's literally falling apart and they, um, go there to try and renovate it and film their show. And it's just a mess. And they find tons of cash in the walls and they use that cash to renovate the house because they think uh-huh. it's going to help them get on the show. And it turns out that the cash is
1: dun, dun, dun.
0: from an organized crime, <laughs> like low-level organized crime boss
1: yeah.
0: um, who's played by, I forget the actor's name. He's in Broad City. Right. He's the, he's the Latino friend of Broad, Broad City. It's a Mexican-based, yeah, and, um,
1: cartel-type situation.
0: They get dragged into being like basically the personal... Uh, interior de- decorators for the entire like <laughs> Mexican mob yeah and the characters are just like the worst so it is kind of a weird like you actually kind of like some of the mob characters better <laughs> than the than the innocent characters yeah the choices they make are just so dumb um it was it was funny to watch it definitely sucked me in I was like we'll just watch one more because they're like well, right. 10 minutes Se- each. it was
1: 7 minute. it was 10 7 minute things so it could have been a, movie. a short movie. Yeah, it. I don't think it could have been stretched out to like a six-episode, thirty-minute series. So I think it was the amount was right. It was. It was a weird show, though.
0: I think if you want something a little bit different and very comical, and you happen to uh, like. Or hate, I guess, HGTV But it is shows. so dumb
1: that we were like, we just want to watch something short and then we spent 70 minutes on yes. it. Like it yes. totally defeated the
0: purpose. Um, same thing with royalties. So royalties I only huh. wanted to watch because it was Darren Chris. Yeah. Basically playing himself, it hmm. seemed. And then it was the girl from You're the Worst, Lindsay from You're the Worst. I forget her character name. Or her actress, yes. actress's name.
1: Um, it was Darren it was playing show. himself crossed with um crisscross see what i did there yeah uh with the chasing gold taco bell character yes yeah.
0: yes um so
1: okay so I, I feel like Midline. i was drunk when i was there watched was a this. lot of star kid a t- right like you like six years ago would have like been orgasming through the whole thing
0: i think that's a little strong but yes <laughs> it was very star it, it so if you if, if, if you're a star fan you know. if you've seen little white lie it it's it's that but they had actual production money behind it
1: little white lie was like the weirdest of the, the weird ones
0: it was their web series they tried mm-hmm. um where darren kind of played himself but kind of not and it had all the other the characters yeah. in it so i just left
1: thinking like okay all these Kid people like they played their card i don't think they're gonna get another shot after this one i don't think they'll bring that to their next audition and be like look at my look it at my was- clips from this
0: Kind of like a a very long scripted sketch show. Yeah. Um, and they played very specific characters. There were parts that were funny, and some of the song parodies. Was like, I
1: drunk Boy Watch? It's Like I'm having a very <laughs> hazy memory of it. They wanted to be songwriters.
0: Yes, but all their songs ended up being like super like.
1: Right. The funniest of parts of the dog. show were the parodies. The songs. chasing
0: gold kind of part right. where they're all yeah. like too serious of a parody song. like so the songs were funny but then like but like,
1: there was in like in the each seven minute episode there was like one like, like one like one like side comment and that became the key plot in the next yes. episode
0: or like passion. one like serious person who tried to like make it a give it plot where their downfall was was mm-hmm. trying to give it a plot if they had just gone so. with like satirical songwriters yeah. that's the bits that were funny when they tried to give it a plot
1: john stamos appeared i'm having visions now <laughs> he was the he villain. villain right
0: he was the villain
1: It was a weird show
0: <laughs> yeah
1: man okay
0: i think that's oh we have one more how long is this this has been long it's fine but right? we have one more thing that you said let's watch a movie last night which usually is it us, us just that. scrolling through a thousand things and i kind of made you stop on one that i always say oh that's a movie we should watch sometime yeah. um the bird cage also known as la cage aux i didn't
1: know a single thing to expect when i pressed play
0: yeah, i was like do you know what the this is about and you were like f- no
1: i just expected like um child abuse or something okay i don't know why the bird cage hmm
0: um kind of the like caged bird sings Maya yeah Angelou. i think
1: i think that's some, something so yeah i was
0: interested in it because you
1: i was interested you said in it was a movie of your youth
0: it was uh, youth is a strong word like when mm. i was younger like my mom likes robin williams so it was one of those ones that was on tv a lot yeah i don't know that i'd ever watched it start to finish on purpose how many robin
1: williams movies have you seen i was just listening to rewatchables about mrs <laughs> doubtfire <laughs> right. and they were doing rankings about mrs doubtfire does aladdin yeah. count yes
0: um uh, mrs doubtfire aladdin Patch Adams,
1: yeah, universally um, hated. Patch Adams is.
0: I watched it in middle school. I don't remember yeah. anything about it. Um, Dead Poets.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: my favorite, Good Will Hunting. Yep. Yeah. The Birdcage. Yep. Yeah. Good Morning Vietnam.
1: I've never seen that. Have you seen that?
0: Yes. Huh. Another one that my mom liked.
1: Okay, I'll have to watch it.
0: Um. I never watched the film one where he was really one good hour movie. photo. I never watched.
1: That. Um there's What's, one other one that they talk about the a
0: lot he's the creepy dinosaur
1: so there's bicentennial man that i've seen uh, and there's jack which is like jack the same I've seen. yeah yep. well, yeah have you seen jack i think so yeah. seen
0: jack i think i've seen bicentennial man like a long time ago
1: yeah.
0: um i feel like i'm forgetting other ones
1: but yeah that podcast was reminiscing about like like robin williams had an era when he oh
0: st- mork and mindy does that count
1: i've never the show right
0: yeah it's a show yeah i've seen some of the episodes
1: oh never seen it
0: So I'd say like 10 things I've seen of him. Hmm. Why? Do you think that's a lot or not a lot?
1: I didn't know. I didn't think you'd be able to rattle off that many things.
0: That was a lot. That was 10 that I just rattled off. Like... Oh, Jumanji.
1: Jumanji, right.
0: Technically, he was a knight at the museum. Hook. We forgot Hook. Jumanji.
1: Hook. Hook. Man, Hook's another one when people are like... Flubber.
0: I've seen Flubber. Flubber
1: hook's another one where people are like oh hook's a fucking awful movie and i'm like i am sure you're right but in the same vein as batman and robin like i lived for hook for like a good two to three years august rush august rush a sad boy playing cello or something (laughs) (laughs) um frank Frank, gully he was like the go-to for like garp i never saw that family movies
0: so with some help that was like 12 or 13 that I've seen of Even
1: in in this in Birdcage, like I think Rob Williams was a fantastic actor and a great comedian. Like he you can see like he makes some of the same faces and he delivers some of the lines the same as he does in Mrs. doubtfire But he's
0: not as creepy as Jim Carrey.
1: Oh, definitely not. I would who, take like, Rob Williams the over same Jim. Stick. Yeah, true, true, true. I'm
0: saying like he's another one who's a comic who has the same voices and does the same yeah. bits. Um I think you uh, Good Morning Vietnam is is a very war story. But um, yeah, I'm
1: curious to see my reaction to it. He does a lot
0: of his um, impressions and his voices. So The right. whole point is that he's the he's radio guy. Over there. Um, he, he's just so good at the impressions. Like okay. that's
1: he. So what kickstarted his career? So we'll we can watch, watch
0: Good Morning Vietnam sometime. I'll add I'm that to the list. list. I will put it in
1: the notebook. He's covering up the microphone now. Um. So, anyways, Birdcage. I guess I'd
0: like to watch Dead Poet. sometime. rewatch sure. it now that I was a teacher. Am I gonna cry? Despite
1: the dark ending. Um, so Burbcage, I guess he's kind of, he's kind of almost playing subdued, like, like Mrs. Delphire. You would have thought he would have been the other he's character, literally in drag.
0: Right, you would yeah. have thought he
1: would have played Albert in this other movie. Yeah. So it is interesting to him for him to almost play. I was gonna call it the straight. Man, yeah, he, was gonna, he played it straight, but yeah, yeah. Um,
0: he was the the less flamboyant, correct. less uh dramatic character in this and movie and this movie
1: had the check the the pride month check from hulu so it's like it's an approved early lgbtq it, yeah character. it
0: reminded me of priscilla queen of the desert
1: and using the f word is okay if, they if they're it. saying Correct. it although in 2021 Robbie williams would probably it would not be accepted for him to be cast as that character
0: probably mm-hmm. it would be frowned upon
1: um so yeah i did not know what to expect i thought it was certainly a unique movie you kind of quizzed me a couple times you're like what do you think is going to happen and like i was able to guess like it's not
0: yeah once i pushed you on it a little bit of like yeah. what do you think is going to happen next you'd be like oh they're obviously going to do this you can this, definitely and this. tell
1: how it works as a stage show because you have the club you have the apartment upstairs you have a couple of like exterior miami restaurants. yeah and that we pointed stuff. out
0: that like it was basically a one setting
1: yeah And then you have all the stuff with the senator which was like painfully still very timely too relevant it was in terms of political scandals and right-wing people sticking to their stuff to not seeing any hypocrisy in themselves yeah i left thinking like wow hugh uh hugh jackman though um gene hackman wow that is like almost backwards
0: gene hackman yeah that's weird
1: yeah um, like, must have gotten a decent check for this, cause like, it's not, it's not a very fun. I'm sure it was a fun role to play, but it's like a, not a very redeeming role to play. Like, I guess at the end, he's like, ten percent more accepting of, of certain things than he is at the beginning, but, he's like not a great character. Um, yeah, for
0: thrillers throughout. and Clint Eastwood movies, to then go to this movie, right?
1: right? And we had. Well, we have to talk about our very scattered watching of, um, of Hanka's area in. What's yeah. the show called? I don't know. The um, baseball show. Yeah, what's it called? I don't know. Um, I'll go for I keep three. calling it Clydesdale in my head. It's not Clydesdale. It is uh, Bob. Uh, Brockmeyer. Brockmeyer, yeah. Where he was jacking off on a pitcher's mound.
0: Back to back with a man. Yes. But in a in a hyper-masculine way. <laughs> Correct.
1: And in this role, which, yeah, if I, like, so, I, I don't, I keep talking about this Bill Simmons podcast, but they give an award to the person who, like, does the most as a role player in the movie, like, doesn't have a ton of screen time, but, like, steals the movie, and, like, sorry. that's, that's him in that movie, for sure. He was married to um, Helen Hunt? That's what I told you last night when you asked whether or not he was 100% gay. He's um, not okay.
0: He's got to be bi or something.
1: And I mean, who came up with the character note that he physically couldn't wear shoes? Like, it's <laughs> hilarious though. And like how dedicated they were to like him like when they sent him off to cook, I was like, "Huh, I wonder if like the the fact that he probably can't cook will come up." <laughs> and it was like a serious plot. <laughs> and they really like made, let that drag he out. He made peasant soup. And then, like, I felt so nervous for him when they were like, You don't have an entree! And I was like, Oh my god, he doesn't have an entree! Um, the mom was fantastic in terms of like.
0: The footloose mom. It's a, you, it's a, basically her you same. You've seen
1: Footloose. I made you watch it, right? Does it look like the same mom? Yes! No, I didn't recognize her at all. What? But just her, like, blind following of her husband. But, like,
0: also, like, der- like derision towards him. Yeah. Like, she obviously knew that the cultural attaché to Greece was not a real thing and just, like, went along with it. Oh, man. Yeah, this is what she looked like in Footloose. Okay. She played, like, the same character because her Definitely. husband was the reverend and he didn't want the kids to dance. us yeah, like,
1: So, yeah, I laughed a lot. Um, it was, like, just the right amount of, like... This is what like, she looked like in Footloose. Yeah, I still don't think I would have recognized her. It was like, I still have a very weird relationship to drag. It's not something that I get. It's not for me, for sure. Sure. Um, but this
0: movie is supposed to be for you, because it's like... I think it's a gay movie for straight s- people. That's
1: what okay. I was going to try to get at, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was a very kind of safe introduction to that world. Because like when it started off... What is... It's Moulin Rouge drag. What is Moulin Rouge? That movie. Uh, that movie always leaves me unsettled.
0: Um, it, Moulin Rouge is more like burlesque, I would say, because it's mostly right. the women that are scantily clad. I um, have seen a burlesque show. I didn't really get it, even when I was watching. So it. So
1: yeah, I guess when when this movie started, The Birdcage, I was like, oh, it's going to be like Moulin Rouge, where like everything is happening on this stage, and I have to care about these musical numbers, and they like. They like dump you in that world for like the opening 10 minutes and then they take you out of it. And mm-hmm. I was very grateful for that. They
0: like give you the vibe of like, you have to understand this context yeah. of the drag, especially because it's like a Mrs. Doubtfire-esque plot point yeah. later. But like, they, they give you the context of the drag yeah. show and the drag club and the flamboyancy of it. Yeah. And then they take you out of it. Yeah.
1: I was very grateful for that. They should have hired you as a script editor because you came up with a much more logical explanation for the mother character whereas they kind of flubbed through it and yeah. it was weird um
0: so there was no the mother was not in the original the play you yeah. the the french italian whatever so there's LaCresia no, no, there's there no was third no act mother. surprise visitor no hmm. there's some sort of other thing that forces the reveal yeah instead so
1: I like the journal at journalism aspect a little bit. I did not buy that the National Enquirer was going to wait till they had a photo to run any sort of story.
0: Yeah. That was a
1: little bit... Um... My last takeaway, that that bus stop scene, is what stuck with me in terms of the poignancy of the movie. Where they... It got a little bit repetitive, because Robin Williams had to keep running after Nathan Lane like eight different but that's times. But point. If
0: you empathize with Nathan Lane's character, yeah. like everyone just keeps saying, like you're too much, you're too much, we can't... I get
1: it and then when they were at the bus stop and they were like agreeing on e- that they were sharing everything in life that was a nice scene mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it was very validating
1: i think i described that movie quite well just now
0: well so your like like was it what you expected what was your <laughs> expectation i was just like there's well, a situation. child abuse i said
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what was like
0: your biggest like su- positive and negative surprise about it if you will because you had no I idea I guess if I'm
1: honest I thought it was going to be too gay for me okay. Priscilla Queen of the Desert was probably too gay for me okay and I don't mean in the sense that I'm like just not accessible I'm a man that's yeah it's just like it d- didn't resonate with me that movie and
0: not very like accessible for, yeah. for a whereas
1: this one yeah like person. you were saying like I think you could put Nathan Lane's insecurities uh, layered on top of anything else um and but then also, you, ha- yeah, it's you very- had that Mrs. Doubtfire element where it was like obviously you know the, what's
0: the w- comedy of errors yeah, the the know. farce the yeah. whatever you want to call it um it seems like it could have been a shakespeare yeah. reinterpretation somehow mm-hmm. um shakespearean it was shakespearean in like the like i said the comedy of errors kind of right. thing i would say it's uniquely queer in some ways and in, in like the being yourself and be, not not being accepted by certain mm-hmm. facets of society, but like you said, there was also a lot of other pieces that resonated with you, even if the queer part isn't part of your experience.
1: It made there? me almost want to go back to Miami, but I remember how much I really didn't care for Miami. I had, I had. It made me, it made me ponder Miami again.
0: The the fucking plot point of the being stuck in the car on the bridge the was bridge. so stressful the, for us the in miami. roads in front
1: of those clubs and i just remember all the cars going down the beach road and like doing nothing but driving slow and that was like their weekend activity just like new york i just don't get it i think i almost get miami a little bit more than all the love for new york um because of the weather because of the scene especially whenever you know the gay scene in terms of when this movie was filmed Versace uh, or set, vibes I mean, yeah, Versace exactly, vibes With yeah. the set
0: Yeah So yeah The beaches were so nice though mm-hmm. This was a long ass podcast <laughs> And we thought we didn't have A lot to talk about
1: I was worried it was going to be Two to three hours So I think we did okay
0: Okay Um. I have some upcom- other upcomings oh, But man. I think they were all Already done Because they're such old upcomings mm-hmm. Um. A Billy Eichner rom-com Called Bros I don't even recall Writing that down
1: Hmm sure it made it sure it got the green light
0: no and the inheritance trilogy is gonna man be a is there a, like a
1: worse covid thing than billy on the street
0: oof <laughs> no come get covid from this microphone yeah. on the streets of new york city Yeah. we didn't even talk about the mask restrictions thing and how fucking frustrating it is having a baby of uh the fact that that you can't trust anyone in public yeah ever again yeah. and i don't know what what am i supposed to do with my child who can't wear a mask
1: wow so you were gonna go through upcoming things and we got to billy and then you went It's
0: your fault i'm yawning so i think it's past this mom's bedtime um we will hopefully be back more regularly i am going to slowly dip my toes back into some of my hobbies now that i don't have as much of the stress stressors of the school year and won't for the short term Mm -hmm. um so hopefully I'll have time to actually read more books to completion and we'll have some more time to podcast mm-hmm. and our child goes to sleep at like 6:30 so, so we have yeah, no thank you the child for a lot of evening time. Now. This. So
1: if people have ideas for what you do in the evening? They people are going to say sex. I get that. Okay. Um, <laughs> when your kids go to bed there's time and like I don't know we need to find a show to binge.
0: We do. We literally made a list of yeah. TV shows. Could have talked
1: about Bake Off, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Louie.
1: Oh, man. Rest in peace, Louie. What Louis. a tough
0: way to end that Bake Off season. <sighs> it's a little upsetting that we've reached the end of the Bake Off episode, so it was very comforting.
1: Correct. You know, everything, it was always very comforting me to, in Australia, knowing that the things I was watching was not, like, synced up with real time. Yeah. Like, Whenever I would watch a late it's night like a talk show, machine. it would be like a week later, Graham Norton was like 3 or 4 months off,
0: and that's fine. It was fine. There's it this out of time. right there's no there's no pressure. Yeah. But it was very comforting to mm. have
1: just like Whereas everything in America is just like, "Oh, that was 5 and minutes once, ago. It's you're late. You're once- late."
0: And the internet's like that too. And once Bake Off had COVID restrictions, it ruined the magic a little bit for me. Like, I don't want Bake Off to be topical. I want Bake Off to have, could have been any time in the last 30 years and you wouldn't know. Correct. So I'm a little sad that we're like caught up with Bake Off.
1: Lottie for life.
0: Lottie. So if you have a TV show that you think we should watch, or a hobby, or a hobby we should take up, I would say probably the easier one to start with would be a TV show. We have like a page long list and none of them are really like jumping out at me. So um, just fair warning, if you're like, you have to watch this, we probably won't. I think titles is a big
1: thing about it because as I was scrolling through them, a few jumped out to me. But if you asked me from this list, which they were, I would have no idea
0: all right this is the last thing we're going to do instead of upcoming we're going to flip it and we're going to say what do you want to be our upcoming things i'm just going to read through okay. this list listeners the one or two of you that may have made it mm-hmm. an hour and a half in here um
1: you control our destiny
0: just let us know what you think let me This see is if in, i remember what any of these are i'll this stop is in you if i remember no them. particular order okay. bear town yeah who killed one. malcolm x yep. dead to me all american Black Mirror, yeah, the no. OA, mm-hmm. Shrill, Sweet Tooth, Working Moms, Elite, Feel Good, Amend, Zero Chill, Blood and Water, Letter for the King, Normal People, Please Like Me, Ramy Mrs. America, Black Sales, Brave New World, Downton Abbey, We Are Lady Parts, Red Oaks, Upload,
1: Kevin Can Fuck Himself. well yeah, when you really like that only a couple stand out as like titles you would remember
0: some of them i literally don't even know what streaming service they would be on because i didn't mm. make a proper spreadsheet for it so those of you those of those that one of you that is still listening if any of those jumped out to you that you're like you gotta watch that you guys would like it let us know otherwise we're probably going to work our way through this and see if any of them kind of in grab alphabetical order. <laughs> not really right they don't even listed in alphabetical order i can't move them around i wrote spreadsheet. it down it's not a spreadsheet okay anyways we'll be back we have actually have ideas for episodes and our child goes to sleep early so we'll be back hopefully soonish until then uh happy juneteenth if you are celebrating if you're a person who should be celebrating uh happy father's day if that applies to you Mm -hmm. otherwise happy summer and we'll catch you next time take care folks thanks for listening bye